0: everyone, this is episode 2 in my series on why this is the perfect time to become a runner. But before we get started, I know a lot of you are in a rut, you're just not feeling it, maybe you're too time crunched to make working out a priority, and I hear you. So for the month of December, what we are going to do is a movement challenge. I'm calling it the Jingle Jog, and if you join me in this challenge, you are going to move. Every single day, whether that's a yoga session, a 30-minute walk, a one-mile run, a band workout. You choose what you want to do, what sounds like, what feels like. It will bring you joy. And then join my Facebook group if you want the daily reminders and the check-ins. And head to my homepage at crushingmygoals.com and click on the Jingle Jog link at the top of the page. If you register there for the free challenge, you'll also get a an email once a week and a movement journal where you can track your workouts and get some tips for experiencing more joy throughout the month of December. I hope you'll join us. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Welcome to the show! My name is Kim Peek, and I'm the author of Holistic Endurance Training, The Integrated Approach to Thriving as an Athlete. How are you doing? How are you really doing? I'm sure that I am not the only one who is eager for this pandemic to be over, for everything to go away, so we can get on a plane and go hang out with our family and friends in our favorite places. I am really hungry for a runner's weekend with my running girlfriends. We've always taken lots of vacations as a family, and they're super special. But what I really miss right now is traveling to a race with a group of friends. There's nothing like a long weekend out of town with the girls. And I get that you don't really need to be a runner to go have a girls weekend. But I think one benefit of a running weekend is that it gives you something to look forward to for sometimes like six months to a year in advance. So it's something that you're looking forward to and planning for for a long time. And because you're training for a race together, you have something that connects you with this group of friends longer than just a weekend where you travel to wine country to get drunk. It's about more than that short weekend. It's something you're looking forward to for months at a time and connecting about every single time you get done with a training run. You're talking about, hey, how's that? How'd that run go? I'm excited when we get to go out to whatever the place is to go run together, right? When you plan for a destination race, there's that excitement about travel plans and where you're going to stay and where you're going to eat. And even if you aren't running physically with friends in your own city each week, there's a lot of talk centering on just how your training's training's going in. Your aches and pains and the beautiful sunrises or that creep that you saw while you were running or how badass you felt because you ran in the dark when it was below freezing. And you're a girl who loves beaches, so getting up to run in the cold seems like a pretty tough thing to do. When we plan a destination race with friends, we're encouraging each other and seeing the best in each other on a daily basis. And I think that that is a really significant part of running, that camaraderie we have, just knowing that Somebody sees you for more than a wife or an employee or a mom, but they see like this other aspect of you and all of this greatness and toughness that you have that maybe even no other friends are aware of. And now that I'm saying this, it really makes sense to me why we feel such a sense of loss right now. Those of us who are used to being able to plan races and we're used to having races on the calendar. Sure, we still have running, but we are missing so many of the other good things that come with it. We're missing that camaraderie, that feeling we've achieved something hard, that warm feeling that comes from sharing your workout with a friend or bonding over your long run. Or maybe you're missing that feeling that you get when you feel encouraged or when someone recognizes in you something strong that you didn't even see in yourself. And... If you're someone who has stopped training or stopped running because you have trouble training without a race on the calendar, have you turned to other things that give you these same feelings? And are all of these things that you've turned to behaviors that are in your best interest? Are they all positive behaviors? Or have you found some of that in some things that maybe don't serve you as well? When running loses the meaning that it had for us before, there's a few things we need to ask ourselves. Number one, was running bringing good things into my life? Ask yourself, was I using running in a healthy way to get stronger, to reduce stress, to think more clearly, to connect with friends? Or was I using running to escape from something, to avoid dealing with my feelings? And if that's the case, is that serving you to avoid feeling the feels? Is it serving you to avoid that? Or are there thoughts and feelings that you need to take the time to face and work through? Now that you're not running as much, maybe another question to ask yourself is, where am I getting that energy boost, that validation and time to think? Are the swaps I've made during the pandemic helpful? Or am I turning to unhealthy and unproductive behaviors to get that surge of energy that running and talking about running with my friends gave me? Think about what role running played in your life. What good did it bring? Have you replaced that good with other behaviors that are less helpful? And were you using running to run away from and avoid problems you needed to face? And related to running away from problems, it's also worth considering that running is a fantastic time to talk through your problems with a girlfriend. We all need that. But if after run after run, all you're doing is talking about uh, how unhappy you are or bashing your spouses or complaining about work, you need to ask yourself if that time is productive You might be better off finding a therapist and working through those problems with someone who's trained to help rather than rehashing the same old trash talk. If you're going to use your running time as therapy, you want to make sure it's productive and that you're finding solutions to problems and working through those emotions in positive ways. It's great to have friends to vent to. But we also need to acknowledge when we're feeding off negative energy and when that talk is only serving to perpetuate the negative mental cycle that we're in. Now, I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about setting goals. When we talk about goal setting, one of the first things you hear is know your why. And the answer that people expect for you to provide is something that talks about the answer to these questions. Why are you doing this? How will it make you feel? How will your life change once you've achieved this goal? And people usually say something like, something super surface level, like, I've always wanted to run a marathon, or I wanna look good for my high school reunion. Or if you're doing something like multi-level marketing sales, this is a question they ask you a lot too. What is your why? And people will say things like, so I can quit my job or so I can be financially independent. And yes, those are nice high-level things, but it's a goal that is so far off that it's hard to get yourself out of your comfort zone to do the work day after day. It's like when I go to the doctor and my numbers are off. And he tells me to cut back on foods that cause inflammation, and then sets the appointment to follow up for six months from now. Well, inflammation might be doing damage to my body on the inside, but I don't necessarily feel anything that allows me to make that direct, immediate connection. And changes from diet and exercise and mindfulness techniques are not always quick to show up either. So a blood test I'm going to have in 6 months is not going to keep me motivated. My why in that case to see my lab numbers decrease 6 months from now isn't enough to keep me going when I'm surrounded by temptation. So here's what I think. I think that your why needs to go deeper than that. You really need to understand the benefit that you're getting from your actions on a daily basis, not just when you reach the end goal. So Training for a race that's six months away or longer is about much more than crossing the finish line on race day. We all know that. If you've raced before, you know that part of the joy of running is not just that thrill of crossing the finish line, it's about who you want to become in the process. Crossing the finish line is a fleeting moment, but as you train, you're going to face challenges. There's going to be some mornings that you don't want to get outside and run. Maybe you'll come down with a flu and need to take two weeks off. And then you'll need to dig deep to find that desire to get back up again once you have your strength back. And get back out there and start again, knowing you lost some fitness. And all of these daily decisions make you stronger, a more resilient version of who you were when you started. When you set a goal, it's not just about crossing the finish line and checking that goal off your bucket list. It's about the hundreds of tiny decisions you make every single week. It's about these little decisions that change you from the inside out, that change how you think, that change how you cope with stress, that make you physically and mentally stronger. They change how you see yourself and maybe even change the relationships you have with food, alcohol, or the people in your life. Here's another example. I see people every day who do extreme things to lose weight, from lap band surgeries to all kinds of weird diets. And you know why those things don't work long term? Because a diet or a new pair of skinny jeans might bring a short term happiness But it doesn't change everything on the inside. It doesn't change anything on the inside. And until we do the work on the inside, we are going to keep chasing happiness in the form of weight loss or cupcakes or expensive shoes. We want to be happy and we want meaning and connection. But we also like easy So we go for the quick fixes like the Snickers bar or the $500 purse so that we can get that quick jolt of happiness. Even our addiction to constantly scrolling Facebook can be because we are looking for our next dopamine hit. And until we learn to deal with the things on the inside, we're going to keep looking for happiness in external things. I've always said that running is not just about running. It's transformational. Running can change your life in ways you never would have imagined before you became a runner. It's the perfect cure for getting yourself out of that blah feeling you might be having right now. That part is absolutely true. But sometimes in the beginning, you also need to look deeper for the little things each day that make a new behavior worth it. We need to find that immediate daily reward. So here are a few of the rewards that I think we get from running that are not tied to our pace or the amount of time it takes us to cross the finish line. Number one, you're asking your body to help you achieve more. We do not perform our best in any aspect of our lives when we are not healthy. And with running, you have this tangible goal that helps you stay focused on your health. This to me is the number one reason you should run. You run for your physical and mental health. Run because it elevates your mood and brings you joy. Run because you love it. And if you try running and you don't turn out to enjoy it, then find something else that helps you move and helps you improve your health. Something that builds confidence and helps you connect with a larger community. But to make this something that you can stick with long-term, you might want to think about how you feel tangible benefits each day. Healthy benefits are going to take longer to see. And once you begin to see them, it will help you stay motivated. But as a start, you need to look for and identify things like how much more energy you have or how good you feel after getting your heart pounding or how your anxiety and stress seem to melt away after a run. Some other little things that you might get out of running that might not always be top of mind are things like running automatically makes you part of a community of other like-minded people. Community and connections are important for our mental health. You can build relationships with people in your local running club or your best friend from college or a group that you find online, like the group that you can join at any time it's my Power of Run Strength Challenge group. If you just search that on Facebook, you'll find it. The name is just something left over from one of the strength challenges that I did, but Power of Run Strength Challenge. You can connect with lots of like-minded people in a group like that online. There's a strong connection, a strong correlation between social connections and longevity, meaning that people with strong social connections live longer. But as I've said multiple times, it's hard to stay motivated because of something that's happening in the future. And right now, the future probably feels a long way off. So focus on how those daily interactions make you feel if you want to use this as a means of staying committed to your goal. Reading also gives you something to focus on other than all the things that feel wrong with the world right now. It's your time to be alone in your own head, to zone out, or to listen to a favorite podcast or an audiobook. My day just doesn't start out right unless I get my podcast fix. And some days I get a little annoyed if I haven't been able to go out and walk or run and listen to a podcast before I have to start dealing with people and listening to all the things that are wrong in the world or things that I need to be personally responsible for fixing. And the only time that I listen to podcasts is when I am walking the dogs or when I'm running. So this is one of my rewards for getting out and moving. If you're able to run with a friend, it gives you that time to connect with another human and to talk through your problems. Gives you time to connect with someone who cares about what things bring you joy and a person who gets excited about the big moments in your life. We all need that person who cheers when we succeed who gets excited and happy because we're happy. Maybe you use your running time as meditation time or time to get in touch with your feelings. If your only alone time is when you go to the bathroom or if your toddler or your dog is following you into the bathroom all the time, this might be you. Running alone can give you time to think, to decompress, and just be. As you become stronger and realize that you can do things that are harder than you ever imagined, you build confidence. You realize you can set goals and see them through to the end. And this is one benefit of running that I think is really powerful. Running helps you do the inside work that helps you become happier with your life. Races are fun. It's fun to experience the thrill of race day And crossing that finish line is amazing. But running gives us all the tools we need to learn how to love ourselves. You might think you don't have time for self-care. Maybe you've spent the last eight months chasing kids, working from home, teaching math, all while caring for aging relatives. Running is something that you can change your life with in 30 minutes a day. All you have is your feet pounding the pavement, your heart pounding in your chest, whatever is going on in your mind, and you can focus on just being you. For the month of December, we are going to focus on moving every single day. This one's going to be a free challenge that you can join by going to my Facebook group, Power of Run Strength Challenge, or head over to my website, crushingmygoals.com, and click on the Jingle Jog link at the top of the page. 30 days of joyful movement is what we are going to focus on. So if you want an extra reminder outside of the Facebook group, sign up for the email. You'll get one email a week, and you'll get the workbook that I've created that gives you a place to log your workouts and gives you an activity suggestion for an idea of something you can do to live joyfully each and every single day in the month of December. I want to think of December as our warm up because once that calendar flips, I want you to be ready on focusing on doing the things that will help you live an empowered life in a way that's sustainable. I want you to spend the month of December managing your stress, finding joy, and maybe even trying a few new things so that you can find a way to move that you look forward to, not something you dread, and learn how to love yourself in the process. We are going to talk more about running and more about the jingle jog and more about joyful movement and the holiday season and kindness and gratitude and all things happiness over the next few episodes. So come back, stay tuned. We're going to continue on with our running series because I am going to turn you all into runners, joggers, walkers, movers, and we are going to have an amazing 2021. I will talk to you next time. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com dot com or on all social media as at sign power of run if you liked this episode be sure to give the podcast some love over on itunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that i can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show power up your week and i will catch you next tuesday